0: We'll Hey, everybody, welcome into season two, episode five of Thoughts of an SDR. Today, we're going to talk about uh, being in this role and watching and observing and really taking as much as you can from the AEs that you work with. Uh, If you're not familiar with the industry or what those acronyms mean, Uh, If you hear SDR, that's a sales development representative. And then our AEs are our account executives who we usually make the transition from a prospect um, to them once we have them on the line, whether that be from outbound efforts or inbound efforts. So our day-to-day is usually... A ton of prospecting. Um, And what we do is once we are able to get somebody interested in a meeting, whether that is happening from our outbound prospecting efforts or inbound efforts, somebody who contacts the company and we uh, manage that individual or that individual prospect uh, at the top of that sales funnel. So once we have that vetting conversation, we will then transition it to an account executive and the account executive will have a discovery call in which they will get into further detail about, you know, whatever the company's is, how we can help, how we can fit the mold. And it's really the second touch point between that prospect um, and your company. So it's a little bit more in depth than that introduction call. Um, A little more is happening, a little bit more rapport building is happening there also at that point, you know, you pop off as the SDR uh, and you're effectively listening in that conversation and your account executive really is forging his, his or hers relationship um, with that prospect, which is going to carry out through the rest of the sales process. So he is now, he or she is now the um, point of contact uh, between or the liaison between your company and the prospect. Now, what I've found to be most helpful when it comes to the way I'm able to speak on the phone with a prospect or any of my outbound or inbound management skills has been watching and just listening and sitting back and observing everything that the AEs do on the call. Um, I specifically pass my uh, accounts to two specific AEs. So being in that setting, I've been able to build up a solid relationship with each of them. And I learned so much from both of them as to how they handle these situations, what information they're looking for. And it just makes me a better salesperson and a better SDR by observing everything that they do um, closely. So I'll, I'll start with the beginning of these meetings where it's a lot of rapport building, finding some kind of commonality um, to connect over. Because at the end of the day, people aren't buying products. They're not buying services. You know, they they buy based off of stories and feelings. And the way that you kind of get there is establishing some kind of connection with that individual and then getting them talking. So the next phase is once there's some kind of rapport building there, it's asking the right questions and letting that prospect talk. People innately want to tell you about what they have going on, what their company is doing. Um, They want to dive into those things. And so if you give them the opportunity to uh, really do that and get it all out on the line, Um, you can kind of control the narrative a bit uh, and kind of just be there to guide the conversation, ask the proper questions. um, And then when you sense information is needed, fill in those gaps. Um, But ultimately, this is the opportunity for your company to get as much information as possible before building out um, some sort of proposal in the future to fill the void. So you want to make sure that you're asking the right questions, um, getting the right information, learning what those pain points are and how you can be effective in bringing them a solution um, to solve their problem Uh, so i really listen in and observe how they do this and it's very methodical um, but it's also very natural Um, so there's definitely a method to the madness um, that has come over repetition but i find myself using the same verbiage um, when i'm speaking to a prospect during an intro call as my AEs are doing in their discovery calls Uh, when I'm gathering that initial uh, bit of information to make that transition to arm my AEs with as much information as possible so that they can go into a discovery call in a confident manner. I find myself doing a lot of the same things that those AEs are going to end up doing in that discovery call. Um, And I can just feel myself learning so much from them. And that is an excellent feeling knowing that you're starting to pick things up um, specifically from them, the correct verbiage, the correct tones the way you build that rapport, the way you can kind of sense an energy in a call. You know when somebody's invested, you know when somebody's truly interested and they're not treating something as a chore, right? You don't want it to feel like a chore. You don't want there to be friction in the call. Um, You wanna ask questions that are meaningful and that the answer is going to be charged in a positive way, right? That the person has that kind of interest and flow in their voice and you can pick up on those. So while it's not a face-to-face meeting where you can pick up on body language and social cues, you can also pick up on the pitch of the voice, how quick somebody is speaking, the tone. Everybody can sense when somebody wants to talk to them versus when somebody has to talk to them. Um, and that's the goal is to kind of resonate with an individual, um, fill the gaps when needed. Uh, one trick of the trade that I've learned is, uh, you know, once you get to that initial intro phase where they're kind of speaking a little bit, um, about who they are, you can kind of respond to that in, in, the, in the right time. You can be um, sort of say something along the lines of, would it help for me to give you a high level overview um, of who we are as a company? Usually the response to that would be, yes, that would be amazing. I've never heard a negative response to that because people want that intro. Once you kind of tell them at a high level who you are, they feel much more comfortable um, on the phone with you moving forward because they have a set idea of who you are, what your intentions are, um, and the clarity there is super, super important because they can kind of expect what's coming for them in the future of those conversations. So. Being able to pick up on how your AEs who have been in the role before, who are now in an accelerated, you know, are now in a more advanced role, watching how they work alongside prospects and work them through the funnel is incredibly important to your development in this position. Um, and also, when I look back at when I first started this role and the notes that I was sending to, my AEs, they've gotten considerably better over time because I've learned what they're looking for, I've learned what they want, I've learned what they want to be able to go into that discovery meeting with, um, the kind of detail that they're looking for, um, you know, finding out information so that they basically painted this sort of sketch, uh, and then once they go into that discovery meeting, they can kind of color that in and have this complete picture at the end of the day. But if you can provide them with that strong foundation, um it'll be really really helpful for them and they'll really appreciate the way you make that transition um, and it makes you feel like you've done your part in that process because in this role you know not going to sugarcoat it there's a ton of rejection um, but when you have those opportunities they become really valuable to you um, and you want to see them through and you want to see them succeed further down the sales funnel or at least i do i'm one of those people that tracks any kind of opportunity inbound outbound whatever i want to see it through i want to see how the aes are handling it i oftentimes check in with them to see what they're doing um, to see where it is to see what that prospect is thinking because ultimately i want to see them sign with us and i want to see them thrive and succeed with us because i feel like i've played a pivotal role in getting them to that point and seeing the continued success of their business as one of our partners So kind of to wrap up what I just discussed is making sure that you take the time on discovery calls or transition calls where you're kind of making that introduction from yourself to the account executive or AE who's going to be running point on that account throughout the rest of the sales process. Sit back, listen, let them drive the conversation, fill in gaps if you need to, but really pay attention to what kind of verbiage they're using, what kind of social cues they pick up on, what kind of pitch and tone of voice they use, uh, the cadence and speed in which they they conduct their business because I'm one of those fast talkers that's really bang, 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 I just want to get it done. Uh, so I've had to learn to be a little bit more patient on my calls, to listen more and do less talking. It's super, super important. To get other people talking. So I've definitely picked up a lot of a lot of great behaviors and great um, great information in this role by sitting back and watching the AEs go to work. And I think it's only going to make me a better SDR in the future. And so I just wanted to share that with you guys. Um, if you're finding yourself stagnant in your role or or not seeing much of an evolution. Try to pick up cues from your AEs and work closely with them and see what they're doing. And I promise you, you'll notice further on down the line that you'll start to pick up their mannerisms um, either on your calls or in your emails or in any kind of business setting where you're working with a prospect, you'll feel like, oh my goodness, I just sounded like X, Y, and Z um, account executive, maybe word for word. Um, And I think that shows growth in the role. Um, So the next little section here is going to be about um, the spotlight of the week. Uh, and that will be coming up after this. Thanks, guys. I want to finish this episode by doing another company spotlight. And unlike the previous two that I've done, um, I want this one to be about a non-tech product. And it's one of the coolest products that I've come across lately. Uh, as always, these are non-sponsorship Um, companies, they don't pay me to say anything to you, they just come across my desk every day or something that I see on my Instagram feed that I think I'd like to share. Uh, This one has an incredibly wholesome story. The company's name is City Bonfires and they're out of Maryland. Um, They were actually founded by two dads um, who unfortunately lost their jobs due to COVID. Um, But they used that opportunity to launch this business and it's one of the coolest companies that I've seen out there. They actually are these four inch by two inch tins uh, that contains a soy wax, that's food grade, FDA approved food grade. Um, And they're little mini bonfires in this four by two tin can. Uh, they're completely safe. They're completely safe to roast marshmallows over, and they actually sell a bundle that includes a s'mores kit um, in addition to the tin itself. But they last for three to four hours, and to extinguish it, you can just slide the top back onto the can. Um, but basically, the gist of it is, if you're living in a city setting and you have a balcony or you have a back porch, and, and space is tight and you really can't set up this entire you know fire pit, which may be something that you're used to. Uh, You can just pop one of these cans onto um, a flat surface, preferably non-flammable flat surface that can't get burned. uh, And you just light it on the corners with a regular lighter and then the whole wax layer uh, bursts into a flame, right? So, and then it it provides a heat source. um, And just that overall feeling of sitting around by a fire, which, you know, if you've grown up with that, you know that there's not a whole lot replacing it. Um, But I highly recommend uh, checking out this company. It's really, really cool. Uh, Love the concept of bringing people together, even during COVID, even in cityscape spaces. If you're from somewhere where fires are a you know a recurrence that brings people together, and you end up moving to a city and space is tight, this is an excellent alternative to that. Um, You can check them out. The prices vary. It's about twenty dollars. Um, to purchase them and then they have bulk pricing options that go down from there per unit. Uh, if you love the idea and you could see it being at a restaurant or if you could see it being part of something that that requires a wholesale operation, they also offer wholesale pricing that you just have to contact them for. Um, so if you're buying more than 50 units for whatever the case may be, um that's also an alternative. They also sell gift cards and some merchandise, some apparel. Um, but really cool company born out of you know one of the biggest struggles that we faced here in COVID with a really cool mission and an overall really great concept and design. So I highly recommend checking them out. Super, super cool company. And yeah, just wanted to put that out there. Uh thanks so much for listening to this episode, guys. Really appreciate the continued support um, and look forward to producing our shows next week. Uh, So take care, everyone. Thanks so much. Bye.